This podcast almost started a little <laughs> retro today. <laughs> a little 90s kid podcast, wow. almost. That's almost what happened. So for the past 30 minutes, I've been looking up recordings of Celine Dion singing My Heart Will Go On in 1998, because that was the best year for everything. <laughs> um, and I just remember vividly, first of all, we've already discussed that that was the first movie I ever saw in theaters that I can yes. remember. Titanic, not Celine Dion, the musical, which <laughs> would be amazing. Don't you think it's wild that they haven't made a Titanic musical? And if they have, I'm just, I missed it. They would literally missed be like, the boat on that. <laughs> I don't, they're like, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Like <laughs> that's dark. Yeah. It would just be like iceberg right ahead. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just picture that fuck from Gilmore girls doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? Um, so anyway, Celine Dion. <laughs> I obviously saw that movie and then I was like, wow, this is my calling. My calling is to literally sing this song at every fucking chance that I get because that was the weird child that I was. And I vividly remember there's actually a video of it. If only I could get this tape. It's on VHS. So I don't know how I would do this, but it's literally me at field day. And my dad recorded me just standing in a field singing. My heart will go on I to literally that. no one. Like, <laughs> am I okay? It was to your future audience that you knew you would. I am so glad that I did not choose to sing it at a talent show. Can you imagine me trying Why? to hit those high notes? Oh, did you not? You weren't? You I was couldn't? still an alto. I had no range. Uh, okay. Now I'm like, I have no idea where I, I am. I say that as if I pretend to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely a bass, you know? Yeah, not sure. Not even close to a tenor, bitch. Not, maybe a baritone. Squeezy's definitely a tenor. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Squeezy's really trying to belt it out right now. Lila's definitely a soprano one, oh if you've God. been in a choir. Squeezy, I don't like your glowing eyes in the hallway right now. Please stop screaming. But I want everyone, after this podcast, your homework is to go on YouTube and look up Celine Dion singing My Heart Will Go On at the 1998 Grammys. That ice blue dress made me the bisexual woman that I am today. <laughs> And it's the best performance. That of... in between half of the uh, DCOMs really just. Yeah. Ass. 1998 was the year of all of the DCOMs that also influenced some things, some awakenings within me, some stirrings. We had a really uh, late 90s day today because at work I was watching uh, The Mummy, the first one. Oh. And that was 1999, which is like, wow, that ages. Me, How so are the much. graphics? Awful. Honestly, like I didn't get that far into it, but it wasn't that bad. But I want to watch it again though, because holy shit, I used to love that movie so much. So I saw that movie. I think I've told the story where I saw it in theaters, but I was so spooked that my mom took me out yeah, and she was yeah. like, "Let's just pop into what is it? Oh my god, the Mike Myers movies, uh, the spy uh, who shagged me." Yeah, it was Austin literally that Powers. one. Yeah, because she thought that was a child's movie. Uh, it's definitely see, not. I, I don't know what it was with our parents, <laughs> but like I. Also went to an Austin Powers movie and definitely all of the humor there. went over my head. However, the bitch that could shoot bullets out of her titties that also made me buy. <laughs> yeah, like that's not gonna go over your head. That's pretty, you know. Right and I think she there. was wearing like one of those classic '90s, like sheer pink with like the weird, like yeah. soft feathers around everything. I always See, wanted yeah, a I dress saw, like that. I saw Gold Member, which had that's uh, the Beyonce one, right? Yes, that's Beyonce one. Okay. Yeah. Do you think Beyonce ever looks back? Do you think Beyonce has transcended past that so much that she's oh like, I don't even, that, that didn't wasn't, happen. That wasn't me. That was And like, she was also in the Pink Panther movie too. Yes. Which I did not see that one. But You know, that was an era. That was like a, an era within her life. It's you just know? like. Now she's transcended that. Just like seeing like 
fucking Kim Kardashian like doing I don't know like a Kohl's commercial. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there are some things that we are all just trying to bury. Yeah, <laughs> I think no that's way. one of them. So uh, this is Coffee with Rachel. I'm Chris. I'm Rachel, and my tonsils are still rubbing each other. So uh, enjoy it's that starting noise. Starting fire back there in your throat. Luckily, it does not hurt. It's just like I sound like. Honestly, you don't really sound too different, but... Okay. Well, that makes me happy. Because I, I recorded, like, a Snapchat earlier, and I listened back, and I was like, why does it sound like I have a golf ball in my throat? <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why. I did learn, though, because, like, every time my tonsils do some stupid shit, I'm like, I'm just going to get these boys out of here. And apparently, your tonsils really contribute to your immune system. Like, they help yeah, you. Yeah, they, like... We've been reading up on it. Like, they help regulate it, but also, like, they can get infected themselves. And, like tonsillectomies used to be like a really like more popular thing to do to just get rid of them but now it's kind of like we should keep them around because they help out it's just i want to know how we decided that some parts of our bodies were just like completely the appendix how did we figure this like gallbladder appendix wisdom teeth tonsils why are we just like nope we don't need those just hacking off parts of our body yeah I mean, obviously, like, if you have, like, a real issue with your shit, like, if your appendix does the thing. Well, yeah, no shit. I'm just, like, how did we figure out that the appendix is not required for, you Spleen. Know? You know? The spleen. Is I it? just love to say spleen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, apparently you can get her out of there, too. You say spleen, I keep thinking of surgeon simulator, you know, trying to pick that slippery little boy oh, out no, of the Oh, no, that was the liver. Oh, the texture oh, on her yeah. was just something else. That was something. If you've ever played that game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We have about. some streams of it up on our YouTube channel. It's uh, something. Coffee with Rachel on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Does she even still exist? Yeah, she still does. Um. So, anyway, do you have a coffee fact? Uh, I have a tea fact, but first we should talk about what we're drinking because we got the Starbucks Blonde Espresso. Yeah, because we already have discussed. Yeah, (laughs) blonde coffee roasts from Starbucks are the only ones that are drinkable. Yeah, and so like blonde roasts are like lighter and milder, which is what they're advertising this as. They're like, you can basically like have it fucking straight because it's so smooth and stuff. But like it's usually has more caffeine because it's not roasted for as long yeah so i only got a tall so i'm hoping i'm not i'm uh waiting for this to fucking kill me yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a lot i am playing gta tonight so i honestly need this because i was up until five in the morning painting and watching the l word please (laughs) someone help me on a regular sleep schedule please Uh, also i have so many thoughts about the l word i could just make an entire podcast about that fucking shit show okay (laughs) i've literally just been telling mallory and ashley because they got me into it and i it's your rite of passage when i'm fucking done with it i will give you my full thoughts okay i'm still waiting for jenny to do whatever she does that's going to make me feel something yeah i've been tuning into random episodes here and there it's interesting yeah you're liking it a little bit more now that like you've grown to like the characters yeah um i will say this right now i know everyone hates jenny and she hasn't done whatever she's gonna do to make me fucking hate her right now i'm just like oh she's a fucking like mental health problem bisexual possibly jew same um (laughs) she hasn't done whatever she's gonna do however i fucking hate bet porter so much i did not know no one talks about that fuck bet porter that's what i have to say wow 
That's your hot take. Yeah, and, and even though Shane's hair is god awful, and I know, <laughs> and I know that's just her look in real life too. But there's something so sexy about her. It's like like Kristen Stewart vibe. Yeah, uh, she got that going for her. But like Carmen's like gone right now, and I'm like, where the hell did she go? Anyway, now I'm talking about the fucking L word. Can you tell <laughs> that's the only thing I've been watching at all lately? Except though, for another show, which we will get into. Yes. All right. So give me the tea on the tea. Yeah. Tea fact. <laughs> I hate I, this. I figured for the rest of the year. Probably. I'm just going to go for tea facts because I'm out of coffee facts. Let's be yeah. real. <laughs> Unless they come out with a new study that says it's going to bring me back from the dead Unless or something. Unless they come out with a new coffee bean, I'm <laughs> fucked. I tried to look up in a like a blonde espresso fact, but I couldn't find anything. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, um, you can relate to this one sort of. Uh, traditionally, milk was poured into the cup before the tea to protect the delicate china that's no longer necessary they felt they needed to include that in the fact oh. but like that's like you you claim that is like your scientific discovery for making our coffees that you pour in the creamer before you do the coffee so yeah. it mixes i'm not trying to protect anything other than my wrist because why stir when it just does the work for you yeah by I pouring understand. the coffee over the milk i don't even put milk in my tea unless it's earl gray <laughs> so yeah i don't know i that's just not an American thing. Yeah. But I'm also not a sweet tea person because I'm not a sweet person. Speaking of sweet, no one warned me that Pedialyte was sweeter than Gatorade, but with less sugar somehow. Explain that Honestly, one. Pedialyte is like halfway between Gatorade and like Robitussin. <laughs> like- okay, so... So everyone was like, oh, you can't drink Gatorade. You should drink Pedialyte when you're not feeling good or whatever. And for the record, I used to drink Gatorade. Like, that's what my mom would get me, like, all the fucking time as a kid when I was sick. Also, like, I was was eating soup and some orange juice kind of a bitch. I was eating, like, lard-filled food every day. So, like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Who knows what was going on there. Um, So I got the mixed fruit flavor or whatever. That one's fine. It does taste like an icy pop from your freezer in the 90s that melted and you're just drinking the liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly is a delicacy. Yes. Can we just talk about it? Oh, Especially man. the blue ones. I guarantee uh, you in my mom's freezer, there's probably still some like of those. 800 l- of like, them. Fucking frozen into the wall in the back. But like. it's only the purple and the green. <laughs> because wait. all the other ones are gone, girl. Oh, wait. I used to like the green ones, but the purple one, yeah, fuck those. Yeah, but it's the pink and the blue that you really oh, can get Oh my god, up. the pink ones! The pink, the pink ones! ones. Also, the red the, ones! Why is it always the pink? The starburst, those little icy things, it's always the pink ones that are the best. I have no idea. Um, so then, I'm like, okay, I can fuck with this Pedialyte. Then he got the strawberry for me. And the strawberry, I described to Steph on the phone earlier, as <laughs> a mixture of the pink starburst as well as amoxicillin, <laughs> which you've never had amoxicillin, right? Because you're allergic. I, yeah, I'm allergic. Yeah. So you've never tasted that pink bubblegum medicine ever. Nope. When Steph was little, she told me because then we got an entire conversation about how amoxicillin is totally a delicacy. Yeah. You know the whole like forbidden snacks thing that everyone's on right now with like obviously Tide Pods is like the meme. I'm still into the Tide Pods jokes, but like guys. another for like everyone's like lava or <laughs> yeah. the jelly clothing from Polly Pocket toys, like stuff like that. <laughs> but another one is just drinking a bottle of amoxicillin. And Steph said that when she was little, she stole it from the kitchen cabinet and drank <clears throat> the whole bottle in one sitting. Oh and my god. Apparently, like, okay, don't try this. I'm not saying, like, this is a life hack, but her doctor was like, oh, it's fine. Like, she'll be okay. <laughs> so. I wonder if it was, like, kids amoxicillin almost. Well, yeah, like, there's not really, like, like, adult amoxicillin. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you just take a pill, right? 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. They don't give me any medicine with Cillian in the name. Cillian Murphy has to stay away from you. Yeah, really. <gasps> Do you think you're allergic to Cillian Murphy? Wow. I should meet him and find out. I don't want Hit you me to up. meet him. <laughs> That's not a good idea. I'll just go on Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> just don't meet him on an airplane. You ever seen uh, Red Eye with uh, fucking what's-her-face? No. Uh, the bitch from The Notebook and Mean Girls. Oh, my God. Where's her name? It's just gone. <laughs> Regina George. Oh, my God. I've never seen this now. You know who she is. Well, yeah, I know, but I've never seen this movie. Oh, my God. Everyone in the audience right now is flipping the fuck out because I cannot <laughs> remember her name. In the audience, as if we have like, a live studio audience here. <laughs> I want to be on Wheel of I'm holding so up the bad. boo card right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, Don't you think I would totally be fucked up on Wheel of Fortune? Because I'd be like, L! Yeah, <laughs> like, you can really scream those scream? letters. <laughs> they have microphones. It'll never... Un- <laughs> Just <laughs> Don't say Jack. Can't hear anymore. Did you see the person that lost Jeopardy? Because they said gangster instead of gangsta. Like, the wow. actual answer was gangsta. Which I just sound like the whitest piece of shit right now. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, this happened and he lost because of that. Isn't that God so funny? Damn, that That's how sucks. white that person was. <laughs> anyway. So, while we were still kind of on, like, sweet drinks, we should uh, talk about uh, in Seattle. I think it's just Seattle, not the whole Washington. There's a new tax on oh. sugary drinks. And I have now, many feelings about this. The law is, like, very, like, specific where... It's basically going to affect like sodas and sports drinks and like energy drinks and stuff like that. Yeah, like Red Bull, Gatorade, soda. It does not affect uh, coffee latte drinks. It does not affect. Really? It doesn't affect lattes. It doesn't affect diet sodas. It doesn't affect like children's drinks. Weird, because that's where. Like like, specifically like baby formula drinks or something like Uh, that. Okay, what about like Pedialyte, honestly? I don't know. I didn't see like specifics as to like what it does and does not cover. What about juice? Uh, No, I don't think it... uh, Or if it's like 100% juice, maybe not, but... I don't know. I think it might have had an effect on juices, like... I don't, and I don't know if it's like extra added sugar or if it's just like the like a uh, fruit drink is gonna have like natural sugars from the fruits in it. I don't. I have to. Sugars. I have to read it a little bit more, but it's like it's very specific to basically be like sodas, energy drinks, sports drinks. So here are my. And it's thoughts. a pretty intense tax on it. Like it was like a sixteen pack at Costco. It was like a sixteen pack of Gatorade bottles was like sixteen dollars, but then like there was. A like thirteen dollar tax on it. From oh that. wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. All right, so here are my thoughts. I'm all for the anti-soda movement. Okay, can't yeah. remember the last time I had one of those seltzers. Yeah, <laughs> seltzer, but you get me. Um, so a lot of people are talking about how this kind of like, in a way, discriminates against people that are lower income. Because an important facet to put in here is that like the money that's going to go from this tax, a portion of it is going to go to funding a new program that's kind of like vouchers for like vegetables and stuff for lower income families so that's cool yeah a lot some of it's going to like the actual voucher program a lot more of the money is going to like administrative costs of that Mm. program so people are like thinking that it's like not enough money from the taxes going yeah like if they made it more then that would be better yeah anyway so that's just a facet that's where the money is going from this so here's how i feel about it i am like i'm on the fence about how i feel about it to be honest like on the one hand i'm here for it i'm here for people being discouraged honestly from consuming a lot of sugary beverages there's a way that like you know in this 
country the sugar industry subsidizes fuck from the government and yeah. like so the one way that like you're actually going to impact a change you can do all the educational campaigns you want it's not going to change the quickest way to do something is to actually hit people in like their wallets and like that might force some changes now a lot of people like i said are you know the the con to this is that they're saying that like it discriminates against you know lower income families which totally exists especially like in the food deserts that we always talk about on the show because like a lot of like the more healthy i put in quotes drinks like might not be available to people yeah absolutely i feel like i would feel more strongly against a tax like this if it was on sugar content in food now i know that sounds hypocritical as someone who doesn't like a lot of added sugar in their food but i'm speaking of like the food deserts because a lot of the pre-packaged food that you can only find like in these food deserts and shit like where people don't have access to fresh vegetables organic and all this other shit yeah like especially like organic shit you know you're not going to be seeing people go to fucking whole foods if they don't have access to this shit or can't afford it yeah but I think it would bother me more if it was that because then that's like jarred pasta sauces and you know like uh, they put sugar in fucking everything random like you'd be surprised so many things that you would not expect the pasta sauce alone was like holy shit like but i don't know i'm also a proponent that like i don't think like you need soda to survive your life but then it's also like okay well everybody deserves like a treat now and then so i don't know either way i'm not buying soda anyway i think (sighs) i don't know how i I think that it's getting like I'm very torn on Whether it. Whether it's being implemented in the right way or not, that's a discussion to have. But, like, I think it's a way to go in the right direction because I'm only, I just I'm hope think- that they put more of the money into, like, fucking, like, you know how there are some cities that'll have, like, local co-ops in, like, the lower-income districts that are, like, yeah. all fruits and vegetables, all organic, and people, it's, like, a community fucking co-op. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I want money being put into that shit, especially yeah, in places kind of yeah. where there are food deserts. And I want more money going into programs like that. And so I hope that they continue to add more money into that. But I think that, like... But I do love fucking over the sugar industry, too. I think that we need to so, think uh, about it in like it's getting to the point where how we handled smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. like that's a that was a major health I'm crisis i'm very into taxing that like, too well yeah and that's taxed to shit and that could have been seen as like a you know kind of like a, a treat for some people that like now is just like taxed to shit and stuff like that but and like i think this the is reason- a health crisis that yeah. you know needs to be addressed because it was a statistic that like one in three people were either diabetic or pre-diabetic in the u.s and it's because of the sugar industry is so ingrained in like every and it's not in just drinks it's literally it, in all yeah, of your this food. Is dressing what- fucking like crackers i mean goddamn like why are we then sweet Probably like every frozen food you could possibly imagine probably has like sugar yeah, in it somewhere. Yeah, every prepackaged like sauce. Every sauce. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll be interested to see how people... I know like people are kind of like half and half from what I've seen online. Uh, I'll be interested to see how things go and like if they continue to put more money into like getting healthier options for people at a more affordable price with this money that they're taking from the taxes. Yeah. Um, And they're also saying that, like, you know, this is, like, shitty for people that, like, can't afford, like, they might not have cars. A lot of people here in Seattle, like, don't have cars, and they have to rely on public transport, and then people can't get to, like, other counties to, like, buy you know these beverages but without the, the taxes. Yeah, so there's that to be considered. But I think as honestly, well. if you're fucking like, if you do have the money to buy this, if you have the money to be able to go to another 
town outside of Seattle to buy the drinks, you should buy them in Seattle because you are benefiting one of those programs. Yeah. I think that like that should just be like using your position of in, privilege. In, of privilege to just accept that you're going to pay a little bit more for this soda, but you're going to help somebody in need. Like, like the people that go down to Oregon do. to like buy everything so if, that they don't get taxed. If you would re- really rather... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can't afford that. <laughs> if you would rather... like, I can't believe people would rather spend like an hour to get to a city outside of the city, like spending the gas to get there just True. so they could spend like $10 less on a case of soda. Like You should just pay for the price in the city if you can. I'm just here for like... Let's not drink soda. And, like, let me tell you, it was hard for me to give it up. I loved it. Absolutely. Like, the mouthfeel, bitch. And, like, I know everybody can drag LaCroix, but shit like that, we weren't drinking LaCroix at first. We were drinking those, like, things that you get at, like, the dollar store that are just, like, seltzer waters, seltzer waters with a little, little bit of flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, like, no sugar in them or whatever. And, like, stuff like that, having that carbonation helped me kick my, like, soda stuff. And I'm also not a big sweet person, but I guess to some degree I was addicted to it for a while and then i yeah. cut it off i would never get a, i would never get a water at a restaurant i would get a soda now i get a water because one it doesn't cost money and two yeah okay <laughs> i think also part of it was like we were having our parents buy a soda for so long and then we realized um water is free at restaurants <laughs> yeah. like i just feel like such an asshole every time and like god forbid i ever buy a drink yeah, i feel like an asshole every time i order water at a restaurant because i'm like and then I'm i also am not... also ordering the cheapest thing on the menu yeah <laughs> But I tip 20%, even if yeah. I don't have a good time, honestly. I'm just that bitch. Because we don't pay our waiters appropriate wages here no, in America. No, we absolutely don't. <laughs> That's fucking It was great. wild talking to Fiona about like how people just don't tip in Australia and they actually pay people appropriately. And I was that, like, wow. That would be just like a dream if we What a that. concept. Crazy. Um, so, so anyway. Why don't we talk about, uh, we mentioned a show earlier that we watched. We're so fucking late on this. Yeah. But everyone was like, you can't binge watch this show. So we were just waiting for a time where we had nothing else to watch and we had the time to like space it out. And we just finished um, our rewatch of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, which, <laughs> God. Um, anyway, so we wanted to, we just really needed to see how Alexis Bledel could have possibly won an Emmy and now I think a Golden Globe. Or what, didn't she, wasn't she nominated or? I know she was nominated for stuff. I know she did, in fact, win the Emmy for her character. I, think, I don't think she, I don't know. I no, don't know. she did. She, I, I looked it up. She no, won the I was, Emmy. No, I was going to say the uh, Golden Globe. Like, oh, I yeah, I don't know if she won that. But she won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actress as her role in The Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, I need to see her act because if it's anything like The Revival or her fucking stint on Mad Men, which was also cringy. Did literally like... The now they first gave her li- the perfect character because her character was kind of like soft-spoken and not like... Not didn't have as much gusto as like. I mean, you, you go from freaking uh, Gilmore Girls where it's like a mile a minute and she got a million lines where she said them all terribly. Um, <laughs> the revival. <laughs> to uh, Handmaid's Tale where she doesn't say that much. And, yeah, blessed yeah. be the fruit and all that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, first of all, her performance was actually really good. I was like, like, oh wow. shit. I can't wait to, her character was confirmed for season two. And so I'm like, and fuck surprisingly, yeah. surprisingly, like, okay, here's a spoiler. Um, her character's queer. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, 
though I wish like more queer people were playing queer characters, but you know, I'll take some things. You know, yeah. she did that Katherine Heigl movie that was cringy as fuck. Also, <laughs> but like a win because you know a, a gay rom com. We can all use those. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she was really good. I'm I'm very interested in her character overall. The show was great. The show. Um, there's was... some problems I do have with it here and there, but like overall, like definitely worth a watch. Everybody is now touting the show as like one of the greatest shows like in the past like ten years. Like in. Okay, it can is, I be honest? I did not find it hard to binge. Is, is that I, mean no, I'm a fucked up person? Or no, I just I did really not, like dark content? Th- this was also us watching The Leftovers and being so upset in season two when they changed the uh, intro because... They made it uplifting because they were like, it's too dark. The, everybody's reviews were like, this is way too dark for fucking TV. And I'm like, bitch, I enjoyed it. Like, like it, it was dark, okay? Like, the stoning scene in the first season <laughs> of that like show the almost stoning of the handmaid so that like, fucked me up and like okay and dowd she it was in the leftovers and she played a fucked up character with a lot of like depth and just interesting character God, also playing so another fucked up character in the handmaid's tale could not have picked a perfect person yeah more perfect you know? person um so here's how i feel about something to do with the handmaid's tale so i hope everybody just heard squeezy skidding down the hallway <laughs> yeah he knew i was about to go in um so elizabeth moss who played one of my favorite characters of all time peggy in mad men is um i have some issues with her because she's a fantastic actri- actress like incredible she is totally deserving of the award she's winning for this she did fucking great she like- always does phenomenal work however i hate the scientology i hate it so much and there's been moments where she has said that, like, Handmaid's Tale is not a feminist show. Her character in Mad Men is not a feminist character, even though, like, it is touted as one. And if you watch it without listening to her fucking bullshit, you know it is. The, like, the, like, the showrunner for Handmaid's Tale, he is constantly pushing that, like, yes, we are pushing, like, these feminist agendas. Not agendas, yes. but, like, these ideas. And, like, we're relating to current politics and stuff like that because we have to. because And all this stuff. And it relates And so, so she well. was saying this, like, last press tour for this shit like the now first season, yeah like yeah. for the first season now with her golden globe win like her speech and everything is very much on the feminist brand and it almost feels so fucked because i'm like i'm here for it if you don't know the context of her other fucking statements about the show and it's almost like she's using like- it as like because she knows that like all the women right now that are coming out and all the whistleblowers and everything it's like yeah, tying I've- into that and it just feels so it makes me itch right now it I'm is just mad in the world of pr it's hot to be a feminist which, like fuck which like it's like a, such a double-edged sword because like but is it though yeah like, it's like yes i'm here for like you know maybe more shows that talk about feminism and being open about it and being portrayed as like a good thing but also like just using it for the gain of like the scientology you know and like world i don't blame the show this. i just don't like that she was out here being like um it's not a feminist show it's just like a sci-fi dystopian show blah blah, blah. Yeah. and then is now being like I'm going to quote a Margaret Atwood quote in my Golden Globe speech that is very on brand with everything that is going on right now and like really like sticking it to all the women that are feeling so many things right now like in a good way and then yeah. I'm just like well where were you a year ago when you were like eh, it's not a really a feminist character like it just really rubs me the wrong way and it sucks because like it's upsetting. once again I find her acting incredible and I really like Offred slash June and I loved Peggy and then to hear her say that Peggy wasn't a feminist 
feminist like role bothered me so much. She had like one of the most like feminist roles in one that show. One of the most show. like empowering female arcs. She I've like seen. worked her way up from the bottom. Like. I know, and oh my god! Like if you watched Mad Men, you're like, what? You can't believe that that's not what the point of that was. Are you kidding me? Um, so anyway, that's just like my thing. But otherwise, the, the show Handmaid's is great. Tale, it is so good. I had no idea it was like a future dystopian novel kind of like the like, districts. Because I knew Games that the thing. book was like, made in the eighties, but from all the promos that I had seen, I didn't know that it was taking place like in the not so distant future, like where they're talking about like Craigslist and you know Tinder and stuff like that. Like I know that that was their own like spin on it so that yeah. it felt more I don't know real. when when the novel is like trying to take place. I don't know, but like, I think it is the eighties, like. Oh, okay. Like, in that era. Okay. I'm pretty sure, because it was, like, 85 in the book. Let us out. know if we're fucking wrong. But, um, <laughs> but either way, like, obviously it wasn't 20 fucking whatever. They don't say what year it is, but, like, you can just tell from the way that they speak when they're before Handmaids. You know what I mean? Yeah, BH. I, I think that it's a really, really cool dystopian idea. Like, honestly, like, I feel as though we're, we're moving past the dystopian world kind of stuff. We had the Hunger Games. We had Divergent, all that stuff. We had a whole bunch of book series that were trying to be that as well, and we're kind of, like, moving past that i'd say but this is like a really really cool idea it's a lot of the like we're a lot of the media that we're consuming right now is very much like anti-government yes which obviously like art is always going to reflect what's going on politically in the world um and so they probably picked this to be finally made because the book did come out in the 80s so you know that this was probably an idea that they've been thinking about for a while and people probably you know tried to make happen for a while and then (laughs) to do it now and i guess now because like the book ends with how the first season ends and they are doing a season two and so now they have like complete creative freedom and they said that they're gonna really tie in like everything that trump's doing right now because he wasn't even our president yet yeah they didn't like have anything to work off of at that point i know we're extremely late on this i don't know how it took we knew we were gonna like it it just took us so well, honestly long to we there. heard just like how dark it was and we were like oh man i was we like do i need to like ready. sit like, down but yeah we watched it in like three days <laughs> it was awesome i bet you hulu is like shitting their pants right now they finally have something that people want to watch i know <laughs> um but i do want to watch um an amazon show finally an amazon show that i give a shit about the uh marvelous mrs Maisel. like i'm fucking my jew ass is ready of course to get yeah into that. Um, <laughs> and i just won golden globes yeah like. so i'll let you guys know how i feel about that i'm sure i'm gonna I like it i want that to be the next show that we no it is amy sherman palladino and i'm like it's like i like her but then i don't like her when she speaks as a person and then i remember what she did to gilmore girls just to be a She's spiteful very little bitch so spiteful. i know yeah. i don't still know how i feel about her Ugh. I'm very conflicted. We'll see how I'm it just going to enjoy the media and not try to. Th- if think I think too hard it. about everything, everything is trash. You yeah, know what of I mean? course. That's my problem in life. So let's move on to something that you saw when you were scrolling on your Instagram feed, which, you know, I feel as though how a lot of stories start here. It was an advertisement that you saw that used a very interesting technique <gasps> to get you to oh. uh, see more information. Oh, so I didn't even see this on my feed. I was trying to find, sometimes I'll see an ad for something and I don't screenshot it and then I don't remember what it is. And so I was Googling, trying to figure out what the name of I this product Instagram was. I wish Instagram would do the thing where Twitter does, where Twitter doesn't like go up to the top of your feed. It loads everything, but it like it keeps, stays you right, there. keeps you right there. Yeah. That would make Instagram user friendly and <laughs> they don't want that. Um, they want you to be really annoyed using their app. Why so, are there 500 photos of people I don't even follow here? <laughs> I know. The new thing that they put people's stuff in your feed now. I already don't see 
90% of the people I follow. And then now I'm seeing recommended posts that are not in the fucking discover feed. It's literally like on your main page. I'm like, they just don't want me to use this fucking app. Like I go in, I add a story and then I leave. Like I don't fucking go through it anymore. Um, so something that I saw when I was looking for, it was honestly a pet fur (laughs) comb thing. That's supposed to be like really good. So I was looking for it and I found this article about a tactic that a brand used. I don't know what brand it was. So, you know, when you're on Instagram stories, and if you have a certain amount of followers, I think it's like 10,000, you can add links to your stories. And you have to swipe up and then it opens the page, right? Is there a block on Snapchat for that? Like, do you have to have a certain amount no, of followers? No, I don't think you have to, which is nice. Which is annoying because on my Instagram for my Etsy store, I can't add links yet. So yeah. get me to 10K, y'all. Shop.rwd. <laughs> Instagram usually has a lot of better features, but that's one thing that they're not doing. Yeah, that's right. the one thing. So. There was a brand that uploaded like an ad. I think it was just like you see sponsored ads when you're going through your stories. It's like every like few stories you see like just an ad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was like, you know, a swipe up thing. And what they did was on the image, I think it was like for sneakers, they added a really small hair across your screen that you think just is... Just like a line that looks like a hair. But it looks like a piece of hair. And the the idea is that that will make you swipe up to like brush the hair off your fucking screen, but it was actually on the image. Isn't that the most wildly deceptive and weird thing I... Which I, I mean, props to them for coming up with that. Slytherin like, as is, hell, like, yeah, right? so Slytherin, holy shit. <laughs> but like, isn't that so wild? Like, the new tactics that will be used in like different social media advertising it's gonna be interesting interesting to see it's like that's genius it's fucked up but it's genius because that would so work on me they could uh get that kind of genius over to whoever makes youtube advertisements because half of them are like we know this is an ad and you probably hate this yeah why uh, are youtube ads like sentient beings now (laughs) they're all like hey all you viewers don't click skip on this i'm here to talk to you about by the time they finish that statement you've already clicked skip because I'm like, shut up, boy. I'm just here to watch Jackie Ina. Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was really wild. Yeah. I don't know if that's like still up or if they got in trouble for it. I don't even know what the brand is, but damn, that's that was just that's iconic. Know, I like, you know, exposing. <laughs> exposing a brand that we don't even know the name of. <laughs> and then the last thing I want to talk about, because I'm just like really excited about it and it's really stupid and random, but we got smart plugs. Oh, now I know what you're thinking for my ass and no, I wish. Um, so what are they, Chris? Well, they're just like the, so we have our, uh, echo and Jason totally gave us this idea, by the way. Yeah. Like if it weren't for him, I would have never even thought about this. And before this, we were pretty much using the echo for like news and, you know, Bluetooth com- speaker and converting measurements and Flipping setting timers. <laughs> Literally. And, uh, so now, uh, we got our first piece of smart home technology, <laughs> which is just two little <laughs> outlets that you plug in and then they connect to her and her. and so i only have one of them set up right now we have it set up to all of our plant lights which look really suspicious honestly i know I, well you can see it's cactuses we're, we're growing weed in here oh my god i would never be able to do that the smell alone by no i know but uh yeah so it's just honestly really cool to like use my voice and be like hey i'm lazy turn off my lights but now we have them on a timer so it's pretty nice yeah but like Jason was saying that he had like his christmas tree plugged in he would just be like hey alexa <laughs> turn on the christmas tree and then she'd be like yes 
<laughs> and then it just lights up. I want to. I'm trying to think of like what else we could use it for. I really want to get. They're so fucking expensive. So this is gonna the be the light like, bulbs. The light bulbs that they come with like fifty thousand colors. I know Tess has one in her room, and she like sets a fucking mood like whenever she yeah. feels like changing the color, and I'm like, that's cool. They had like they're having CES right now, which is like the electronics. Uh, conference okay that's like the biggest in the world there they show off all the new tech things that are coming out and like phillips who is the brand that makes those light bulbs or like the most popular brand they have like new ones that like it's like lighting things that go on the sides of your tv and then like the lights of that change with the movie that's playing to like give Ooh, you ambiance to it so they were like showing moana and like you know the green and the blue and stuff like that it was like changing with the scenes mm. on tv so does that mean like the the media itself needs to give them like light cues uh or does it just like it automatically sense be, that it would probably be reading like the screen Instead, uh, yeah. like matching it yeah like a dropper or something exactly that's yeah. cool oh my god if you put it like on stranger things and it's just like red for the theme <laughs> that's cool uh, yeah there's a lot of people it's totally but, fucking unnecessary it, but absolutely unnecessary that's for but, the bougie people that can afford that have <laughs> okay. you been seeing that uh pizza hut delivery vehicle thing that everybody's talking about is like black mirrors oh yeah we have to catch up on Black Mirror. Yeah, we, aka we watched one episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, and like I saw, I think it was Nathan Zed. He tweeted, he was like, "You got to be some type of confident to like open your show with a man fucking a pig." Yeah, and then you expect people to keep going. <laughs> and it just, it did take. We need me to for just go in <laughs> and watch the ones that we like are being told are like really, really good. I want to watch the whole thing. Well, I yeah, just, I know, but there's like a couple of episodes of people like you need to watch these ones. Yeah, so, like, I'll do it. Just like Handmaid's Tale, catch me in like 2019, finally watching Black. <laughs> all the way through all right well i think this is a good time to uh do a little ad and then we can do some quizzes and some questions all right this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. if you don't know what HelloFresh is it's a meal kit delivery service that shops plans and delivers your favorite step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook your food and you don't have to do any of the thinking so all of the meals are delivered to your door and they're all pre-measured and they come in recyclable insulated packaging so you don't have to worry about like your vegetables spoiling on their way to you. And they have three different plans to choose from. So you've got classic, you've got the veggie, and then you have the family, which obviously feeds more than like two people. We always go for the veggie in case you're wondering, duh, it's on brand with us. And it's really nice because we get to try some recipes that we've never heard of or things we never would have thought to try, but then we have all of the ingredients and it's simple to do and we find new recipes all the time that we're really excited about and we add into our rotation. Yeah, so like honestly, it's fun because it could be cute for like a date night if you're having someone over or like friends over and you want to impress them, you want to cook something Yeah, if you're not really special. the best uh, cook, but uh, you want to impress somebody in your life, you just uh, get some of these boxes and here you Box go. Oh, you got everything you need and it tells you how to do it. So the last recipe that we made recently was the sweet potato and black bean tacos and uh, all vibes that we normally enjoy. And it was really nice and chill and easy and tasty. They and gave just us a good the time. perfect amount of the ingredients. So like we weren't running out of anything and we didn't have many ingredient left over. Yeah, that's my favorite part is everything is like really perfectly portioned so that you're not like, oh, wow, I have like 800 onions now. What yeah. do I do with these boys? <laughs> So if having these meals handcrafted for you and all you got to do is assemble sounds like the perfect deal to you, we have an offer. So if you go to HelloFresh.com and enter code CWC30, you'll get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Again, go to HelloFresh.com and use code CWC30. Get $30 off. 
Man, we're back, and I gotta say that uh, update on the caffeine situation, I'm jazzed. I feel Beppo. I'm feeling the blood coursing through my veins. <laughs> I'm that skeleton. <laughs> Actually, I'm not tired, though, because my sleep schedule right now is so weird. Right now. Right <laughs> now. I guarantee you I will crash from this later. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So we have a very like important educational poignant quiz to take. Yes. This is take this Harry Potter quiz and we'll reveal your zodiac. I guarantee. Well, I and don't, with which character you share it with. Oh, I'm not guaranteeing, but I'm going to guess that you will get Pisces. I better get Pisces. And I don't think I will. I feel as though Slytherin, you know, kind of a Pisces thing. Maybe I don't you know. Think? I don't know. Was Moaning Myrtle a Pisces? We'll find out. All right. So the first question: Pick a date. Hermione, Cedric, Cho Chang, Harry Potter, Padma, Draco, Luna, Neville, and Angelina Johnson. Who's Angelina Johnson? She's on the uh, Quidditch, I believe. Yes, I think. I'm not a true fan. I'm not a true fan either. Fuck. I feel like an asshole. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> uh, I, I, this is not a struggle for me at all. I am dating Luna. Ah. Uh... I'm having trouble. She's fucking perfect. I love Cedric and Luna. <laughs> My bias. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be different. I'm going to go with Cedric. Uh, pick a house. I'm Obviously, Slytherin. I pick him Ravenclaw. You don't have to pick your house, you know. I will pick my house always. <laughs> uh, pick a professor. Albus Dumbledore, McGonagall, Snape, Hagrid, Professor Sprout, Flitwick, Lupin, Umbridge, or Madam Hooch. Um, wow, a lot of my faves here, you know? This is difficult. Okay, so who the fuck picked Umbridge, first of all? <laughs> I love Lupin Some as a professor, but I feel like I'm definitely a sprout. Uh, I'm gonna pick Lupin. But I love McGonagall and Hagrid. No, no, okay, know. I'm going with Sprout because honestly, my plant extracts. Yeah, I understand. Pick a pet. <laughs> Snowy owl, you. Chunka. Uh, gray owl, a cat, a dog, a rat, a toad. Okay. Yeah, it's a tough call between the cat and the owl. First of all, I love how snowy owl is lila and gray owl is squeezy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick a cat, though, because I would bring lila. I would pick an uh, owl. Though. I know you I would. I would pick a snowy owl, absolutely. I'm They're that iconic. Pick a magical sweet. Acid pops, birdie bots, ever flavor beans, chocolate frogs, fizzing whizbees, droobles, that sounds like me, droobles best blowing gum, jelly slugs, squeezy, sugar <laughs> quills, t- Ton tongue toffees, pumpkin pasties, or cauldron cakes. Uh, pumpkin pasties? You fucking kidding me? Ooh, I think I'm gonna go with cauldron cakes. Pick a book, um, okay. so it's just all of the books. I loved. Oh my god, they have Cursed Child in here. <laughs> um, I'm picking Order of the Phoenix. And I'm picking Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince. <gasps> Okay, I'm both <laughs> pleased and upset. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, I got Aquarius, so I got a water sign. But, okay, I feel and that. And that's uh, Luna. Perfect. You're a perfect match. Okay. Yeah. I got Pisces. However, <laughs> I got Ron. <laughs> Ron. Ron's a Pisces? No. 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 Ron's like a Libra or like, I don't, I'm not saying that to drag Libras or anything. I'm or just saying like, Leo. he's a Leo. Like, is he a Leo though? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. I know nothing about any Leo, of these. Leo, he's not a Leo. I, he's just not a Pisces. Have you seen <laughs> the man cry? Have you seen him? I mean, maybe he has. I'm very upset. I'm sorry. This is just wrong. This is just wrong. <laughs> Whatever. 
Fuck All this right. quiz, it's wrong. So uh, let's go to some Patreon questions from <laughs> patreon.com slash coffee. Please uplift me, y'all. <laughs> I'm pissed. Uh, first question is from Haley, who said, Hi, Chris and Rachel, squeezing Lila. Hey. Is there any advice you can give to someone who is looking to move out on their own for the first time? I'm looking to get a place on my own in the next few months and possibly a roommate, but I still have a lot of anxiety that I'll screw something up. Any tips? Ah, uh, hmm. Any tips? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, just uh, stay within your budget. That's true. That's a very <laughs> know your good budget. Thing. Yeah. Um, suss out where the ikea is you know you're gonna want to do that absolutely take an entire video of your apartment the moment you walk in there so that way you can point and you point out in that video any nook and cranny every single little thing that you find that is like wrong broken has a mark in it anything and then you send it to your leasing office or whoever you're renting from be like this is what i found so you can't tell me i did this when i leave yeah yeah um and also uh, (laughs) i'm so bad at this (laughs) i mean you know if like just try and make up a list of like all the essentials that you don't really remember that you will need like there are so many things that we're like oh shit we we moved here we're like oh my god trash cans yeah trash cans like sponges fuck sponges (laughs) oh my god yeah one of these days me and chris are gonna make like an epic checklist of all the things that you're gonna forget that you need yeah i feel like i definitely had a youtube video on that but she's probably long gone (laughs) yeah who knows what's there anymore yeah (laughs) All right, next question is from Catherine who said, Rachel, I really want to get better with watercolors, but I'm struggling. How long have you been using watercolors and do you have any tips? Um, like, shit. Okay, so I don't know how long I've been doing it because it was kind of like on and off. Um, but like for the last like year to two years, I've been like really into it. And definitely Instagram. There's so many people that do like speed paint videos or like just regular videos with technique. And you just kind of can get an idea for like how to blend, how to like, you know, just do certain things. YouTube, YouTube. a great place for education. (laughs) Skillshare also. Ah. Skillshare, another good one. Can you believe that I literally just ate some honey off my face because I have a honey mask (laughs) on? I literally like touched my face and I was like, well, this is not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> it's just straight up honey, not like a real product. Um, anyway, also there's a lot. Eat that sebum, you know. <laughs> Ew! Okay, now I feel gross. I just didn't know where to put it. Okay. Anyway, also there's a lot of people with watercolor books that you can find on Amazon that talk about technique and stuff like that, and those are really too. helpful. I know I can make a list of those too, and I want. I'm asking for a lot of them for my birthday from what myself. Who am I asking? For? <laughs> the old Easter Bunny. Um, <laughs> it's not anywhere near it. <laughs> Shut up. Who cares? Um, Jesus Rise is when I ask. Um, <laughs> but basically, YouTube and Instagram and Skillshare are like my top three. All right, and then the next question is from Alexandria. Who said, "Do you guys follow a monthly budget?" Uh, Our monthly budget is kind of like. We're setting aside all of the money that we know we need for every bill that we have. And then after that, here's some money that we know we'll need for food. And then after that, Emergency, like, hey. Lila going to the vet because she's got the sniffles money. Oh, yeah. Lila has a cold. Yeah. Can you believe that? Wow. My little sneezy. It just made her sneezy. That's literally all. Yeah. She has to take these like fish shaped daily vitamins and shit now. It's really cute. She's very much enjoying them. Yeah, you know, and squeezy because we're giving them to him too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say like we're like 
for for Chris being who he is, you'd think that we would have like a sit down like fucking parameters, but th- no. shit happens where you can't, you just can't, you can't budget everything sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be like, okay, we can only spend like this much right now in this moment, like at this grocery store. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're smart with our money, of course, but like, yeah. you know. So if you're looking for budgeting tips in terms of like making sure you have enough money for all your bills, which we do, but otherwise we're not the place for that. I know. I know that there are apps for it. Couldn't tell you what they are. No, absolutely not. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm not helping on any of these questions today. Mint. That was an app that I tried for a few seconds and then I realized I didn't want to do it. But what was I know it? It's like a budgeting app. Okay. Yeah. It, like, pretty much drags you for how much money you spend on different things. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. It's, like, a personal finance See, I app, drag myself like, enough. Yeah, I drag myself. I'm like, wow, fuck, Postmates. Damn, we suck. Oh, my <laughs> God, I know. Well, we've gotten really good at that. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to post your mate. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Okay, the next question comes from our Twitter using hashtag Coffee with Rachel, and uh, it's a dark one. <laughs> oh, yay. Let's say we're under nuclear attack. And have to live in an underground shelter for a while. What would you keep in there? What celebrities would you invite? How would you furnish it? Just a little fun game to play that may become a terrifying reality. <laughs> well, um, it's pretty much going to be all the supplies I can collect for the cats before I need to get in there. And then we're fucked. <laughs> like, that's um, can awesome. we just say that like me and Chris like have discussed this, which is fucked up. Like We've discussed what we would do in this apartment building. Because honestly, like it, it sounds in like this wild. city also. It sounds wild, but it's like that's honestly something you should be like emergency preparedness. Well, you should be doing that like for whatever kind of and everyone with anxiety in the audience just took a big shit <laughs> for like Me every included. kind of natural disaster thing that could happen in your area or the fucking threat. I of, also like, am prepared warfare. for the big one. You know, now yeah. that I'm over here and there's a big one. Which, speaking of which, we still need to get uh, Shut up. Don't earthquake. talk about it. Okay, <laughs> so all I know is I'm putting a mattress in front of the door. Something <laughs> about radiation. Um, tons of canned cat food. Um, and yeah. canned food for me. Um, celebrities. Milo Ventimiglia. January Jones. And that's it. Furnishings. <laughs> if we're just staying in the apartment, I mean, it's just going to be what we have here. But if I had to, like, design a bunker, you know? I would go for an industrial feel. Absolutely. You like know, a fallout. Just, you kind of just got to accept, you know, the like concrete walls that you're inevitably going to have. What celebrities would you have? Fucking the same, honestly. I know. Like, January, January Jones and Miles Jones. and Amelia. Yeah, we just fucking... all play Scrabble. Yeah. Scrabble. Also very oh, mandatory. Scrabble, yes. any card game. Um, yeah. Fuck. I'm trying to remember what honestly, that one. Honestly, sounds fun. <laughs> what that one show that we watched was where it was like, it was an underground bunker, but it was like painted to look as though it was like the outside world it was like in a tv show i'm trying to think of what it was i do not recall i don't know but (laughs) maybe i wasn't there for that it was also something that was done in the minecraft story mode game so like that might be what i'm thinking of. oh my god but it's like an underground bunker but it was like painted to look as though and like designed to look like it was the real outside the real outside i would never want that i don't know what i would want and there was like bird noises playing and stuff oh oh, oh. I, but like would my See, phone I just die got, i have sleep sounds on my phone so i can just play the rain noise yeah just and let I me play like... the whale song <laughs> i'll have a couple of whales churning it out 
Ooh, an endless backlog of David Attenborough narrated documentaries. Yo. That's what I would have. That's like the purest form of Also, content. food and water. Honestly, Sorry, medicine. Would, yeah, all that. That would make me sad because I'd be like, wow, look at all this earth and animals that are probably not there anymore. Chris, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that vine. Stop. Stop. Um, anyway, thank you for that fucked up question. Yeah, that was beautiful. Okay, next question is from our email, which if you ever want to be discreet or have a really long question or something like that, you can email us at coffeewithrachel at gmail.com, original, who's surprised. But uh, this says, hey, Chris, Rachel, and Chunks, my boyfriend and I have been dating for over two years now. We're both going to be graduating college in May. I always thought that after college we would move in together, but he recently told me that he doesn't want to move in with me right away, possibly not even not even until we're engaged or married. I don't really understand or agree with his reasoning behind that, but this is something he feels strongly about, so I feel like I have to respect his opinion. Mm. After living with roommates for the last four years and definitely not being able to live by myself for financial reasons, Regions. (laughs) regions, the only way I can really imagine enjoying life after college is if I lived with them, since you guys are a little older and probably much wiser than me. No, we're not. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I was wondering how you would think i should go about this i'm struggling between not wanting to pressure him into a situation he's uncomfortable with but also advocating for my own wants and needs so i mean i guess like i would start off with like you know trying to have like a conversation we're always about like you have to just like be honest about your feelings just like trying to get from him like what he it is is, about it that bothers him is it like a is it a religious thing? I don't know. Is your boyfriend religious? Is it like a, you is know... Is it just like too big of a step for what he's prepared for? Is it is what it... other people are thinking? Because I remember people were trying to influence us not to that move in really together. That was really like and... the, the one major negative con that we were worried about moving in together was just like people's constant input on that saying it's really going to be bothered bad. us yeah. yeah like people really were saying that it was gonna doom us and that we were gonna end up breaking up and that it was gonna be fucking awful that was like the only real thing and we was... only stayed together out of spite we hate each other yeah, we're just here fuck, to say fuck yeah. you guys no, i'm just kidding <laughs> um but i have so much honey all over me right now <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if that's going to be the title or not. But no. We have a couple different ones. <laughs> um, okay, so what I always say is I would just, like, sit him down, be like, hey, so I want to know what your feelings are about why you don't want to move in, like, if you can kind of elaborate on your reasonings, and I want to give you my reasonings on why I feel like I want to move in, slash don't want other roommates, whatever, um, and hopefully through that you'll be able to come up with some sort of compromise because, like, if, I don't like, know. This, that's what, just the way I handle most conflict. I don't know what the counterpoint to this is. If like it doesn't happen, are you going to be like moving in back with your parents or with other roommates? Because like it would, it like it would kind of like be lame if you had to be moving in with somebody else random that you don't know. Because like you, I can imagine somebody... like if I'm the person that wants to move in with my partner and they don't want to, then that would make me like resent them if I had to live in a living situation that like I didn't really want to be doing or whatever. So like because you kind of have to get all the feelings out there and then hopefully come up with a solution. If there's a fear of like, you know, some people fear that like moving in together before you're married, it's like it turns into like a non-romantic thing where you're kind of just you are roommates but you're not really like together in a relationship anymore you get where i'm going with that oh yeah that's the gilmore thing where emily gilmore was like oh my god you've been living with luke for seven years you guys are just roommates i just don't understand that and i get that people can have their own feelings 
But, like, I never feel like your fucking roommate. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely, we think of each other as, like, best friends. We're, like, fucking partners, like, through and through. It's like, you you know, you just have to make sure that, like, you put in the effort to make sure that it doesn't just become, like, a, hey, we're splitting bills and living in the same place, but we're not really, like, you know, being in a relationship together. You know? But I guess, like, you really just kind of have to figure out, like, what the issue is on their side first. Because clearly, yeah. like, you know how you feel. And so maybe if they explain it to you in a way that also might make sense to you, might make you change your opinion on what you want to do. Or maybe having them, like, express that to you and then you're like, um, hey, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, say they have, like, some fear or anxiety about it that, like, you weren't aware of. And then maybe them just expressing that to you and you being able to talk them through that might make them see more of people your are, side. But not trying to, like, sway each other either way. I'm trying yeah, to remain neutral. No, but people <laughs> people have, like, conversations with themselves inside their own heads about basically what they've been hearing from, like, society and other people. And, like, when you have a conversation with somebody else who provides another perspective on the entire situation. It's helpful. Yeah, it's very helpful and can help you see things more clearly but yeah uh and then there's another email question that kind of like ties into this a little bit is related okay uh so it says my boyfriend and i have been together for two years in january and we are juniors in college and plan on moving in together sometime the summer before our senior year starts we're planning on moving in with one or two other people because we don't want to isolate ourselves my question is how do i know i'm actually ready to move in with him I'm worried because I really want to live with him, but then I start thinking about all the what ifs and worry things won't go well. How did you two know you were ready to move in together? Do you ever actually feel ready to move in with your partner? I don't know. So the answer to that, first of all, you're, you're kind of doing what we did where we had other roommates as well as just the two of us. Yeah. And so, that was honestly like, I feel like that was a good step. That was like one like a financial thing. You don't thing. have to do that, but yeah. It was a financial thing that we did because like it had to happen. And two, a situational thing because we had a very weird situation happen. Yeah, like I've told you guys before that I was supposed to be living with other people one year. I had a falling out with those people. I was literally just like strapped for a place to live. And, and so also, I just moved in with Chris. And I didn't know if I was ready or not to like make that step. I think that even if like we were actively like trying to move in together at that time, I don't think we would have been looking for a place for just ourselves just because we kind of wanted to deflect from that like, oh, we feel as though this is going to ruin us. Cause I also didn't want to be us. like, oh, we're that fucking old couple and yeah. we're like in college. Yeah, you know what I mean? I still yeah. wanted to like living with my friends or so, roommates like, vibes. Going into our senior year when we had been living together for Which a year. Which now or... I'm like, keep me as an old fart. I don't <laughs> want roommates at all. <laughs> you yeah, know what we, I mean? we like chose to have other roommates as well again and going into our senior year and it was fun yeah had its own issues but it was fun like i wouldn't i'm glad that i had that experience yeah um but i don't know if i ever felt like truly ready and i think part of the thing was that like other people at that time were like so up our ass and making it more of a huge deal than we honestly thought like i wasn't looking at it like i'm moving in with my boyfriend now which i just called you boyfriend (laughs) we always say partner that's so weird like i know whenever i refer to you as my boyfriend i'm like girlfriend Um, just does not describe what you are to me i know partner um but anyway regardless i i wasn't thinking of it in that way but everyone else was and i was like shouldn't this feel like more of a significant life change and i feel like it didn't feel as much of a significant life change because we had our other roommates yeah like i specifically remember a moment when we were sitting in my car and like 
the events that happened where you had found out that you were like not going to be moving into the place you originally thought were just happening which like blessed by the way and we were talking about like what you were gonna do and like the idea of like you moving in with me and my roommates was like we were talking about that and i just remember sitting in the car and being like is this like gonna be an okay situation like yeah we were both scared because we had just and this was another point too like one of our closest friends that i worked with at starbucks they had been dating their person for like three years yeah then they had just moved in together and then this is a totally different circumstance because obviously they're a totally different couple they're totally two different people than us yeah but they ended up breaking up and like it was a whole thing where she still had to live with him while he would like have other people over and all this bullshit you know what i mean like that would be a very uncomfortable situation yeah um and that scared the shit out of us because she would like tell us that and she's like i don't want that happening to you and we were like shit and then other people were telling us that this was like a huge mistake and we're just gonna break up also people said that about our podcast they were like you guys can't have a business together it's gonna fuck everything up yeah people <laughs> look at that we're trying to learn to like com- when it in regards to my relationship literally not a single person's opinion matters other and than that, chris's <laughs> that and that's the way that i feel as though everybody should approach their relationship sure you can talk to people about your relationship yeah like you, you gotta get, get your feelings out you gotta like, vent some stuff you toss some ideas and your partner like know what's going on yeah absolutely and that applies to like so many facets of your relationship but i don't i don't we obviously don't have the experience but i don't think that there's probably gonna be a point where it's like i am so ready to move in like i have no worries no qualms like this would be great like let's move in together like i don't know i feel as though like that situation may never come it's like, always gonna be like ooh. I don't know. Just like you move in with anyone, roommate, yeah. like whoever, you're always going to be like, oh, this is going to be interesting getting used to living with this person or whatever. So hope that helps a little bit, you know? I know. Our situation was forced, but you know. Yeah, like it worked out for the best. And I'm not saying that like shit can't happen either, but like, I don't know. I tried really hard to not put as much like pressure on it being a huge statement you know but what like mean? to put that it helped. into perspective we were dating for like a year and a half and we were 20 like yeah so or 19 19 maybe yeah like yeah so that's like holy shit like, we were like my, whoa and my it was, life is moving <laughs> it was chris's i mean it still is chris's first fucking relationship and he'd only been dating me for a year it was my longest relationship but it wasn't yeah. that long in the grand scheme of things like a year is like nothing a year and a half Bitch, now we're on seven. That feels weird. I know. A year and a half, though, was basically when it was. Because you yeah. had to figure that all out in, like, that March or whatever of that year. Yeah. So, yeah. it was it was something. It was a time. But, I mean, you also got to do what you got to do. And we saved a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> we really did. And I, then, we through it, we learned, wow, we literally can't live with anyone else. <laughs> I still each think other. that, like... As a rule of thumb, I think it's the best idea to move in with somebody else before you are going to, if you're going to get married to them, like before you do that marriage or like. You can have your own opinion and that is completely fine. The way I see it is like I personally, and this is just me, it's my opinion. (laughs) Um, I could not not live with someone first before marriage. Yeah, absolutely. I would want to But I'm also like, person. is marriage even a thing? Like, you know what I mean? We're yeah, together yeah, for yeah. seven years and people are like, why haven't you guys gotten married? And we're like, uh, oh, money and all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. But like, you know, 
it's all uh it's all a toss-up it's a mixed bag i know we have we have many weird feelings one day we'll just like make an entire podcast about relationships and specifically ours but i have to be older (laughs) i have to like be really ready to sip the tea on that because like obviously there's a lot that we share there's a lot that we don't share because we also feel like there's parts of our relationship that don't need to be shared because it's just for us you know what i mean so it's just like you know I don't know. Secrets, guys. We got tons of Yeah, we have so many secrets. Yeah. Um, But, uh... (laughs) Hope that helps, guys. I hope that helps. I feel like we did really bad with giving advice today. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like... People think I'm a lot wiser than I am. I mean, I'm really th- I not. Mean, you guys are starting to call us wise now. And like, honestly, you I'm need too to- young for you, that. That's you, like you, the ma'am of the intelligence world. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Wise? Am I ripe 25? But have you seen her? What? I don't know. I'm just t- thinking about how juicy my ass is right now. <laughs> She's too ripe to be called wise. Oh, man. I just feel like a fucking idiot half the time, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, there are certain life experiences that I haven't had. Like, sometimes I think about it where, like, I'm so lucky that, like, I found my partner at a young age. And I'm so lucky that, like, we vibe together so well that we can live together flawlessly. And it's fucking great. And, of course, we have arguments. But it's never, like, induced by us living together. Like, all the people that were like, oh, man, how would you live in a studio? I would kill kill them like that was never a vibe but like yeah also i've never lived by myself completely never completely 100 percent alone and like for my anxiety i, mean, I think same. that would be yeah exactly and i think for my anxiety that would probably be terrifying but also maybe it would have helped with that like maybe i would feel less anxious if i was able to do that which is so scary and like so character building <laughs> yeah so that's something that like i don't think i'm gonna experience now because like i can't imagine like me and you are just gonna get on separate apartments <laughs> like why would we do that so i yeah. feel yeah i feel weird sometimes giving the advice because like you know a lot of the situations that we've gone through and the things that we've done it's like we kind of flop through them and we're like we don't know what we're doing before that's life going. yeah that's life honey that is life that's what they don't tell you in high school they tell you fucking cursives is going to be important but they don't tell you that you don't know what you're doing okay all your i'm decisions. that bitch that writes in cursive i know and you're weird uh, <laughs> i'm weird you you don't like any olives or cilantro <laughs> We were just talking and about gushers. Cur- we were talking about cursive at work and how it's irrelevant. Okay, well, honestly, Amazon's killing this fucking city, so you can all eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was rude. Um, but I like cursive. I think it's you know it's it's understated. It's something. Get a good pen. Just feel it out. My cursive is just my regular block letters, but connected with a line. <laughs> um, uh, i can't even go. write my my handwriting is like literally a mixture of like non-cursive and cursive and it's a fucking mess my so, signature now has become the point where it's like you can see the c and the h but otherwise it's a scribble yeah i'm it. here for that also. i can be a doctor now that's all it takes actually yeah i've that, learned that's how you get the degree yeah six years of just writing your name shittier until it gets yeah, that to the whole right like million years of med school that's just like a decoy yeah just just like like, they say seattle's rainy like it's the same thing yeah (laughs) what (laughs) i'm so confused (laughs) all right guys i think we need to stop with the shitty advice (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole show that is the whole show (laughs) i'm so sorry can you believe that uh we are at 198 we're two i know episodes we're away like from crowning two. we're two episodes away from 200 i can't believe you said that <laughs> I, mean, I see the head and the head is the 200th episode which uh by the way guys feel like we always do like oh hey here's something important you should know at the end of the episode but uh we have an episode next week but then we'll be missing the week after that because we'll be in new york oh okay 
And so you'll get 199 next week, and then you got two weeks to wait until 200. I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, we uh, we have some pretty wild plans, wink, wink. Um, I actually have no idea. Should we make it a musical episode? No. No. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? No. Can you imagine if someone took, you know, like those apps that take random noises and make them into songs? Yeah. Like if someone took like the coffee pour in the beginning and made it into like a musical intro, and then I came in hot with some some sick vocals wow i'm just kidding i'm that's absolutely 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 um give us ideas honestly for our 200 oh my god 200th episode i think one of the things that i definitely want to do is try to figure out what the fuck half the titles are of the episodes like going through and like reading some of our favorite titles of episodes and also like if we can even remember the context which the spoiler we definitely can't (laughs) Also, I think the benches want to take a trip back to Flavortown. Oh, yes. Let's bring it right back to the front and center, the meaty pork butt of this show. Speaking of which, let's get over to bench time. All right. The rest of you guys, we're going to clink some paper cups. So that's not going to sound beautiful. Uh, my paper cup's over there. So I got my what water. I got my water bottle here. He Listen. always flops. I do. He always flops. 2018. All right. Yes. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Sounds like just a fucking volleyball hitting the fucking wood floor. Hearing that like splash inside that wax cup is. Wax (laughs) cup! All right, benches, you guys are taking a trip back to high school, sort of. Uh, (laughs) This is what your high school yearbook superlative would have been. And I feel like we've done it before, but. I don't know. I don't know if we've done this before. So some of you guys got like classic ones, some of you guys got weird shit. You know, classic us. All right, starting off with Valerie Molina, who is most likely to be valedictorian. Pretty lit. (laughs) Jackie Goldfarb is most likely to become a farmer. Emily Sweeney is most likely to be the sweetest friend. Melanie Weldon is most likely to melt your heart. Oh my god, that's nice. Shannon Shires is most likely to be on a reality show. Kimberly Proza had the best promposal. Oh my god. <laughs> Sarah Booth is most likely to get booed on Broadway. That's fucked up. Emma Corbeil is most likely to break a world record. Angelica Feliz is most likely to fall in love. Chantal Piat is best person to share a desert island with. Catherine is most likely to be on Catfish. Bridget Carey Davis is most caring. Honestly, true. Colby Rhymes is most likely to order Colby Jack cheese. Wow. Classic. Haley Boucher, which thank you for uh, correcting our pronunciation. Yes. That, uh, is best cab hailer. That's one for the books. Jake Parker is the life of the party. Renee Medina is most likely to get an Olympic medal. Joanna Tartaglini is the best Tarzan impression. Ryan Hara is the best harmonizer. Emily Tormey is most likely to touch a tortoise. Sean Cumming is most likely to become president. Save us. Sophie Jaramillo is most likely to chug a Miller Lite. There's always got to be one. Emily Milligan is most likely to become a millionaire. Chelsea Grundy is most likely to be late to graduation. Haley Welsh is most likely to get hit by hail. Katie Kelly is most likely to replace Kelly Ripa. Stephanie Lee is most likely to wear Levi's to their wedding. Jane Thompson is most likely to make Thomas the Train Engine mashup videos on YouTube. Amanda McKnight is the know-it-all. Kay Labine is most likely to be a politician. Brandy Robbins is most random. I'm quirky, XD. <laughs> um, Michelle Cox is the computer nerd. It really fucks me up when there's not a most likely <laughs> in front of these. <laughs> Rebecca Mack is most likely to make macaroni art. Joanna Jensen is most likely to say YOLO. Leslie Wright is the best fanfic writer. Gwen Stowe is most likely to burn a Stouffer's mac and cheese. Sloane Fuller is most likely to get a full ride to Harvard. 
Um, Cat Schultz is most likely to own a cat. Jason Gonzalez is most gullible. Lindsay Tortellina is the best tortellini maker. Jess Adams is most likely to be Team Jess, please. Megan Oxley is most likely to ride an ox. Daisy Blossom Dottie is most likely to be on Days of Our Lives. Kennedy Rochelle is most likely to come out of their shell. <laughs> M. Samak is most likely to win an Emmy. Taryn Parker is the best parallel Parker. That honestly is a vibe. <laughs> That's like the best one here. Lucy is a celebrity lookalike. Who knows what you look like, but... You look like one. We feel it. Uh, Sony Bass Brood is a heartbreaker. Fiona is most likely to own a chinchilla. Okay, I saw the swallow in the next line, and I thought it was going to be like swallow a chinchilla, and I got really upset. <laughs> Stephanie Oliver is most likely to swallow an olive pit. That's not even better. <laughs> Juanita Cara has the best car. Cassandra Lee is most likely to pour you a Sandra Lee shot, in quotes, TM. Yes. Courtney Hall is the best hall monitor. Jada Goshi is the biggest gossip. Avery Labelson is most likely to wear bell bottoms. Anthony Hood is most likely to wear a hoodie to graduation. So sorry. Liz Holbrook is the biggest bookworm. Madison Greer has the greatest smile. Corey Springfield is the most school-spirited. Jacksadora Who is the most accident-prone. Hello, Bella. <laughs> Beth Fonseca is most likely to double-dip in the fondue. Chloe Ireland is the most likely to save Chloe at the end of Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Camellia Mulkey is the biggest mall rat. Amanda Pete is most changed since freshman year. Caitlin Whalen is most likely to ride a whale. Michael. Dana Daly is most likely to brighten your day. Flynn and Drew are best dressed. Mackenzie Knight is the best night cosplayer. And Rachel Evans is most likely to listen to Evanescence. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Congrats, grad. Oh my god. <laughs> it's literally January. Hags. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we should do the benches as like iconic yearbook Your entries. Things. It's just everybody is hags. I know. It's just, we keep saying hags for 20 minutes. Um anyway, the rest of the Bond shows, I would say you guys are all um the the class clown, and then you guys ha- are the ones in your yearbook photo that has like a wacky giant pair of sunglasses. You know oh what I mean? my god. It was always that fucking person. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, so we got Ishbel Mendez. We've got Neve Cavanaugh. Dana Marie Smith. Bree Cram. Ashley Riefenberger. Mallory. Allie Malone. And Kathleen Wynn. Thank you, Binchos, for uh, supporting this trash where we give terrible advice. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I, I eat honey off my face. Not vegan. <laughs> Save the bees. I love that that was a recurring theme now through this entire Well, like, no, you're not supposed to leave it on this long, but, like, we're recording the show. Wow, you're just going to be so sweet now. <laughs> okay. Also, I'm gonna be covered in ants. Ooh. Ooh. I'm sorry, we don't have ants here. <laughs> what is this? An apartment for ants? Oh my god. I actually have never that? even seen that movie. I Me just neither. fucking quote it. Wow, we're fake. <laughs> Who is shocked? I haven't seen a movie that's like a classic movie that everybody sees. That's just me. <laughs> but you have seen the mummy. Thank God. Thank fuck. You saw those Beatles. I saw eat Titanic. That boy. So I mean, if I didn't see that, I should have been worried. But did you see Titanic? Like not with me. Like, before yeah. me? Okay, yeah. thank God. Yeah. Like, when it was on two VHSs? <laughs> uh, on TV, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had, I had the, like, double Pearl Harbor disc thing. Oh, so did I! Imagine, like... They don't the, make them like that anymore. The time when you had to take out the DVD and put in another one. <sighs> Having to rewind a fucking VHS. Those I just were the got times. a wrinkle. <laughs> they weren't the times. Okay, so I think we should fucking stop. That's enough. (laughs) All right, right. bye guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.